Aloha, people of God. It's your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to Fully Submitted with Brother Mike. So today's podcast is going to be, it's going to be very instructional, okay? But if you listen to it, right, if you listen to this, listen, Linda, you're going to have power, okay? <laughs> You're going to have power because this is what, this is the will of the father. Amen. This is the will of the son. Amen. And this is the will of Holy Ghost or some people say Holy Spirit, right? This is, this is their will. Okay. <laughs> that y'all should have power. In the name of Jesus. See, there's far too many Christians that's walking around. They don't have any power. And many of them don't have power because they're living a sinful life. Okay. You know, we talk about that from time to time here on this podcast. But there's even a larger remnant of people in the body of Christ. And these actually are Christians, right? But they got no power. Now, why is that? Because they actually are Christians. They not only said the prayer, they said it, but they really believed on Christ. Amen. And they and they have love for Jesus. They do. But they don't have power. Why? They're lacking something. There's something that they missed out on. And they've been missing out on it all these years, unfortunately. Now, you may say, Mike, what is it? Tell me. Oh, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, but we're going to pray first. Then the title, we're going to get in it. All right. All right. Let's do this. Father, thank you so much for the blood of Jesus Christ, your son, who is our God and our King and our brother. Hallelujah. Father, thank you so much for the precious blood of Jesus, God, that covers each and every one of us and signifies that we are your children. I often say we are, uh, um, Lord, how do I say it? Blood, blood certified, cross verified, right? Lord, we, we are your people. We are your children. Hallelujah. And what a great and glorious thing it is to serve the great and glorious God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the true and the living God, the mighty one. Hallelujah. You are alive forevermore and you reign, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, give us understanding. Through Holy Ghost tonight, God, I pray you give my brothers and sisters understanding to get this. Many of them, they already got it. They get it. But for those that do not, and whether they hear it tonight or tomorrow or five or 10 years in the future, doesn't matter. Anoint this message, Father, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Anoint this message, God. Hallelujah. So that your people get it. And they can get what you have waiting for them, Father, for so long. Just sitting there waiting there. Father, I pray for the grace to deliver this message. I pray for the faith for my brothers and sisters all around the world to be able to hear what thus saith the Lord. 
Now, in Jesus' name, I ask these things and I consider them done. Thank you. I love you. Amen. Love you, Daddy. I love you, Lord. Love you, Holy Ghost. All right, let's do this. Let's do it. I'm a little animated tonight. See, I done had a little nappy nap, right? It's midnight now. Y'all know I don't have a normal, <laughs> a normal sleep schedule, right? I work, I crank it out, and then, you know, I may go to sleep at 5 o'clock, maybe 6 o'clock. And I wake up, it's like 10 o'clock or something, right? I'm studying some Holy Ghost things. I'm studying, I'm studying. I just got finished. And, uh, yeah, it's for deliverance ministry, actually. Um, I'm being called to that. I, I, I knew the Lord had called me that when I was much younger as a Christian. He showed me the evidence. But then, you know, there's a process and I walked through sin and everything else. And so there was, I wasn't operating in those gifts. Right. Um, but it's time. There's a dispensation, a special grace that father is pouring out right now across the planet. And if you're not already walking in this, you are in Jesus name. You are going to bear witness to this because it's going to happen to you. It's going to happen to everybody in the body of Christ. See, right now, oh, I did promise y'all. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He's so faithful. You know what he just said? He said, you didn't tell him the title yet. Because <laughs> I did say I was going to pray and I was going to tell y'all the title, right? Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, I love you. I love you. So the title for this is. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? I'm going to say it again. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? You got to say it just like that. You know, that's, that's my best uh, Chris Tucker imitation, right? <laughs> that's my best Chris Tucker imitation. But anyway, for those of y'all that, that saw the movie uh, with him and Jackie Chan, you, you, you know what that scene is about. But anyway... Anyway, so listen, listen, there is power, right? There's power that Father God promised his children, right? And Jesus talked about this to the disciples. He told them about it once and then, right, after he died and was resurrected, he told them again, he talked to them again about this power, okay, that, that, that the Father had promised them. Now, some of you are going to know what scriptures I'm talking about. Some of you are like, what is he talking about? I, I don't know anything about no power. I, what is this? What is this, right? It's Holy Spirit, right? It's Holy Spirit. I know some people say the Holy Spirit, but Holy Spirit is his name. He's actually a person. He is the third person of, of the Holy Trinity. He, he is God Almighty. He is not a force like the Mormons believe. He's a force. He is not a force. Okay. He is not a thing. Holy Spirit is a person. Amen. He is God Almighty also. There is God the Father, right? Which is Daddy. That's our Father. Your Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Abba, right? Your Father. When you read through the Bible, which I never noticed, honestly, until this year, when Father started revealing himself to me, I'm reading through the Bible. I'm like, whoa, it's all in the New Testament where it's saying God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. So it's very specific. Father is God. 
You know, when you look at the Trinity, they say father is God. Right. But then you have the Lord who is God. They're all God. Amen. They're, he's the one in three God. They're one God, but they are three separate persons, but they're one, right? They act in concert and agreement with each other. They are one. Some religions will say, you know, there's no such thing as the Trinity. Some people that confess themselves as Christians also believe that, which is nonsense. Okay. You are not a Christian. Okay. If you do not believe in the and it's not even the concept, it is the truth of the matter, right? This is God. Let us make man in our image. Our who who is he talking to? God is one in three, right? He's talking, God talking to him to himself, basically. He's talking to his father, talking to the Lord, talking to the Holy Spirit. They're having that discussion. Let us, let us. You know, just saying let that's saying like, you know, you're you're in agreement, right? You're in you're in uh, in unity, in communion, in community, right? Let we're in agreement. Let us make man in our image, our right. That's plural. Why? Because God is one in three. He's three in one. Amen. So anyway, right. You have God, the father. Right. Then you have our Lord Jesus who is the word of God. He is God, right? And the Bible says that Jesus is a visible representation of the invisible God. Amen. So like I always say, look, if you, you want to know what God thinks or, or how God would act on a certain matter, um, yeah, look, look at Jesus. That's why he was sent. That's partially why he was sent, right? And Jesus really walked the earth. For those people that don't believe that, listen, you can do the research. Jesus of Nazareth was a real person that really did exist. And the things that he do he did was really written down. These things, it's factual. Okay, amen. It's not just like a religious thing. It's factual. It's, these things really happen. He's God. Even it, it being documented that after he died, he was seen by more than 500 people, right? After he died. This stuff is documented. Hello? But then there's also... The third person of the Holy Trinity, which is Holy Spirit or, some, you know, back in the old uh, Baptist church or whatnot, Southern Baptist, they would say Holy Ghost. So sometimes I still say Holy Ghost. Sometimes I call him Holy Spirit, but usually I just call him master because he's here in me. And hey, Jesus left. Right. He left Holy Spirit here in charge of us. Right. He's he's with us. He's inside of us. He's teaching us about the Lord. He's teaching us about father. He's teaching us about living a righteous and a holy lifestyle. Holy Spirit is who is restraining the evil as evil as you think it may be on this planet right now. And it is evil when the church leaves this planet. Right. When Holy Spirit leaves and we leave this planet, it is going to be pure evil running amok because the restraining force of Holy Spirit will be gone from this planet. Trust me, there'll be much more evil. Satan would do much more, much more if Holy Spirit was not here to restrain him and restrain his evil forces. Don't get it twisted. OK, Holy Spirit is the one. Holy Spirit is the one that gives you power to perform miracles. He's the one that gives you power to understand a thing or he might 
you know, give you a prophetic word or you might have a word of knowledge. All of these things, or, or even when you see people, you know, preaching or teaching or prophesying or, you know, they're, 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 they're singing or they're, they're playing an instrument for the Lord. Like all these, these are gifts that came from Holy Spirit. He gives, well, the Bible says the Lord is the giver of gifts. So the Lord gives the gifts, but they're all part of, I don't really exactly know how it's connected, but it's all part of Holy Spirit. Okay. All the gifts are contained in Holy Spirit. Okay. And then he distributes um, different measures to each person. Right. So anyway, the power is, is Holy Spirit. Okay. Now let me give you a quick scripture right here. And there's going to be many scriptures you know, some messages I say, oh, this is going to be short. No, this is not going to be short. I, I think this is going to be about an hour long message. But anyway, we're going to see how Holy Spirit leads me because I never know. <laughs> I never know how these messages are going to go. Like I say, I get some some fancy title or whatnot. I get some scriptures. I get an idea and it's like, OK, let's go. Right. And I see what he does. So here we go. All right. Scriptures, scriptures. This is the book of Acts 1, so chapter 1, verses 7 and 8 in the book of Acts. And this is the King James Version. And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power, but ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. That's Jesus talking, right? Ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, right? Here's another scripture. Also from the book of Acts. Okay. Acts 1 verses 4 through 5. And being assembled together with them, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, saith he, ye have heard of me. For John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days hence. Amen. All right. So there we go. And there's there's other there's other scriptures that I'm still going to read in here, but for right now, I'm just going to, I'm going to get started with that. So we see here, this is Jesus who is God. Amen. Jesus Christ of Nazareth telling his disciples, right? Father has promised you power, right? Don't leave this city. And the one time he's telling about, you know, the promise of power. And then the next time he's saying it again, like, hey, don't leave this city until you receive this power. All right. Don't receive, don't leave. And hold on. Now I've got a Lord, please help me. He's saying, don't leave until you receive this power. Right. And so we know in the book of Acts when they had the Pentecost. Right. You already know about the Pentecost. And here we go in, in Acts two. And I'm going to start from verse one. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them 
cloven tongues like as a fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Okay. So there we go. So now this part right here, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. This now in, in this instance right there, <clears throat> they were speaking in uh speaking in tongues, but Holy Spirit also took that and, and kind of changed it so that people that were standing around from different countries would hear their own language, right? And, amazingly enough, right? So, you know, these disciples, they had never been to those countries, they didn't know the language, but as they were praying in tongues. The Holy Spirit took that and then translated it into a different language so that other people could hear them testifying about the goodness of God. Amen. So this is what happens. People, as I initially mentioned, right, there's so many Christians that are walking around without power. Sometimes it's because they have sin in their life actively. That should be a no brainer. OK, but. Many people think that, you know, because their their idea of what grace is, they got grace all wrong. That's for another message. But their idea of grace is all wrong, which the devil gave to them, by the way. <laughs> they didn't realize it, but in their minds, grace just means they can just keep sinning. And it's like a get out of jail free card and every, everything is all good. I have grace. That's not what grace is. That's not what grace is at all. OK. And so people have this wrong they just have it wrong, right? But when you when you get saved, right? When you get saved, you are sealed in Holy Spirit. You're sealed in the Holy Spirit. And you're marked for the day of redemption, the Bible says, right? So you came to the Lord, you said the prayer, you said it, right? And you really meant it. Let's say you really meant it, right? Okay. Then you received Christ as your Lord and Savior. You were marked by the Holy Spirit. You were marked with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit came to live in your heart, right? So you are sealed. So every believer has the Holy Spirit right? Because you have, you have salvation. You come through Jesus, through Holy Spirit. There's salvation through Holy Spirit, through Jesus, right? That the Father set up. So they're all connected. Each one of them, they're all connected, okay? So every believer has the Holy Spirit in them already. They're sealed for salvation, amen? Right? They're sealed for salvation, salvation of the Holy Spirit. But they have not been baptized in the Holy Spirit. And this is what many, many, many Christians all around the world are missing out on. Okay? They're missing out on it. So, so let's let's just do a quick basic formula. Let's do a, a quick basic formula for uh, walking in the fullness of Christ. If you're going to walk in the fullness of Christ, step number one is obviously you <laughs> obviously you need to repent of your sins. 
right? And accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's step number one. Step number two is you must be water baptized. The Bible is very specific about that. Now, don't try and come at me with the whole thief on the cross thing. What about a thief on the cross? What about a thief on the cross? Listen, if you gave your life to Jesus Christ, you really did. He knows you're going to get baptized. That's a natural. It's a natural thing. You're going to do that. Right. Um, but if you died before you was able to do that, it doesn't mean that the Lord is not going to accept you in heaven. You died. The most important thing. Yeah, you gave your life to the Lord. But if you have time to do it, it's very specific. Right. Get baptized. So all throughout the New Testament, anytime somebody received Christ, they were immediately water baptized. And as a matter of fact, even Jesus was baptized. John the Baptist said, why am I baptizing? Why am I baptizing you? You should baptize me. And Jesus basically told him, right? So, so, so everything would be in accordance with the scriptures, right? It must be like this. There, there's a certain way to do things. But many Christians believe that they don't even have to get baptized. They just said the prayer, they said it, and that's that. No, you need to get baptized. And the scripture says that when you get water baptized, that's when you put on Christ, right? It's more than, I didn't think I was going to talk about this, but it's more, baptism, water baptism is more than just symbolic of, of you know, well, you went down in the water, it's like you died with Christ. No, it, it's not like you died with Christ, Amen. You really did die to Christ. Your, 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 your old sinful nature really did die. So it is a physical act that you're doing, but the physical act is triggering something in the spirit. Amen. So when you are baptized, you ain't getting baptized just because somebody told you to get baptized. If you don't really understand why you're getting baptized, you should not be water baptized. You need to understand what's really taking place. And again, I hadn't planned on talking about this, but water baptism is essential. You need to be water baptized. So if you're listening right now and you're a Christian, you're reading the Bible and whatnot, but you've never been water baptized. Um, Guess what? You need to go get water baptized. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Right. You need to be baptized in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Ghost. You need to be baptized because when you get baptized and a lot of times this is why people are still struggling with stuff when you get baptized your old sinful nature was put to death literally it was put to death and now holy spirit comes inside of you okay now he comes inside you. something really something happened so uh, let me back up for a second you gave your life to Jesus. Holy Spirit did come inside you. Yes, he did. But when you go in the waters and you get baptized, your sinful nature is put to death. So you die in Christ. You, you go down in the water. You die in Christ. And then when you come up again, you rise in Christ. A whole new creation. This is what the Bible teaches in the New Testament. So if you don't know that and if you if you haven't been water baptized, you need to be water baptized. If you got water baptized because somebody told you, but you didn't really understand what was taking place and the significance of why you needed to be baptized in the name of Jesus, you need to do it again. Amen. You're really coming up a new creation. You really are alive in Christ. You're dead to sin and you're alive in Christ. 
then after you get baptized. Okay, so the, the third step, because I said I'm giving you a, a basic formula. The third step is you need to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. If this was not some people say, oh, this was just something that was for it was just for the disciples back then. That is a lie from the pit of hell. That is one of those things that the devil has kind of embedded in religion and in the culture to make you weak, to make you not powerful. And Luke, what is it? It's one of my, I think it's Luke 10, 19. Let me just see if I, if I got that right. Let me just pull it up. That's one of my favorite verses. I think it's Luke 10, 19. Yep. Bam. Luke 10, 19. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Listen, there is power that, that you as Christians have, right? But if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit yet, guess what? You ain't walking in that power. You're not walking in that power. And this is why the devil wants to psych you out, right? He wants to psych you. If you don't know what that means, I know that's an American term. I was just looking a few minutes ago at um, where some of the podcasts went to. I mean, there's Indonesia, there's Nepal, there's Japan, there's India, um, there's Nigeria. I mean, it's, it's going all over the place. The Lord has blessed it and is blessing it. Amen. So that's why I always speak in global terms because I, I recognize my audience is not just American, right? So when we say psych you out, Right. It's like, hey, somebody is doing something or saying something to you to get in your head to deceive you so that you can't really perform like you should. Um, a famous example of this is is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. So many of you know who he is, the bodybuilder. Right. The Austrian Oak. Right. Super famous actor, super famous bodybuilder, greatest bodybuilder of all time. Many would say I would also say. But one of the things he used to do was psych out his competitors, right? Because he would know who was kind of up and coming and whose physique was kind of close to his. So he'd go to their training camp and he'd start getting in their head like, oh, you're looking pretty good there, guy. Man, those calves are looking pretty flabby. Man, you look at mine, they're superior, right? Ah, oh, I've been working on them three times a day, five times a week. You can't, you can't match me. This is why I've been Mr. Olympia five times or, six, or however many was at the time. He'd get in their heads to psych them out, right? That's what Muhammad Ali used to be doing. Well, he was boxing people, right? Always talking about people, right? You know, he, he's saying stuff to get in their head and psych them out to make them afraid or make them doubt their own power and ability, right? That's what the devil does. But he does it in many, many different ways. But one of the greatest ways he does this is through religion. Amen. Through a religious spirit that is not teaching properly about Christ or the Bible or the things of God. And thus it cripples. It's diluted. The word of God is diluted, you know, and it's teaching you about a false Jesus. Thus, that Jesus is diluted. It ain't the real God. So, of course, the people that are eating that 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 spiritual food or under that 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 teaching, they're going to be diluted. Also, they're going to be weakened. Right. 
So this is why. So if you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit, or maybe you just ain't never even heard of it, right? There's a particular, um, let me see. Let me pull this up right quick. There is a particular scripture. Let me see. I think it's also in Acts. Let me see. Acts 19, I believe. Yep, Acts 19. Okay, here it is. So in Acts 19, this is Paul. I'm going to start at verse 1. Okay. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coasts, came to Ephesus or Ephesus, right? And finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have ye received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. By the way, that's the water baptism. Okay? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is on Christ Jesus, right? When they heard this, they were, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied and all the men were about 12. Now that number just happens to be, okay, it was 12, but that wasn't the original apostles, right? Because some people say, oh, no, no. Well, that was just for the apostles. Well, if that was the case, then why was Paul talking to these believers that he just happened to come upon? It was like, hey, you know, <laughs> right? He asked them, have you received the Holy Ghost? There's something in him. Holy Spirit gave him discernment. So he understood like these Christians and they were Christians. He understood they were Christians, but they were lacking something. That's why he asked them, right? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Mm, no, right? This is the issue with so many Christians. They don't even understand. Like these people, they're like, oh, we have never even heard of the Holy Ghost. They didn't even understand that they, <laughs> there's another element. There's another aspect. It's being baptized in the Holy Ghost. And that's why Paul laid his hands on them. And then they were baptized in the Holy Ghost and they spake with tongues and prophesied. These are gifts. These are evidence, evidence of, of, of the Holy Spirit being inside of you, that you being not inside of you, but you being baptized with the Holy Spirit. See, in other words, it's like when you got saved and you got water baptized. Yeah, yeah. You know, you, you said the prayer, you said it. Holy Spirit did seal you. But it's almost like he's just chilling on the inside of you. He's just chilling. Right? This all-powerful God just chilling inside of you. Okay? He, he's, he's ordering your footsteps and doing other things, but his power has not been released. As we say in the, in the church, at least in the African-American church, right? We say the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He's a gentleman. He ain't just going to come in and take over your body. No, see... The devil does that. Evil spirits do that. Not Holy Spirit, who is almighty God and, and understands that you've been given free will. Holy Spirit doesn't want to take over your will. 
He doesn't want to override your free will. He's not going to do that. So if you don't ask him, I've told you this in many other podcasts, right? There's certain things that people think that, well, just because I said the prayer, I said it, right? Then I get all of this stuff. It's like, no, it's been promised to you, but there's certain things you have, you know, you have not because you ask not. You have to ask him. Holy Spirit. Please fill me, right? Or, or Jesus, that's it. Jesus, please fill me with the Holy Spirit. Please baptize me with the Holy Spirit and with power. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Then you get filled. Now, many instances, people need to lay hands on you. But Holy Spirit is omni. He's almighty God. He, Holy Spirit is everywhere. That's one reason Jesus needed to leave as he let his people know, right? Hey. When I leave, there's, you know, the comfort is going to come. Jesus could only be, Jesus was in a physical body. He could only be in one place at a time, okay? Holy Spirit is omnipresent. He is everywhere all at the same time. He's in all believers. So you literally could just be in your living room or your dining room or on the beach or in the park or in the laundromat or in the shopping mall. Doesn't matter. Pizzeria ice cream, it doesn't, it doesn't matter where. You can literally pray and receive the baptism of Holy Spirit. You don't need no big religious ceremony to do it, but that's what you lack in, okay? If you're like, how come I never see miracles? Now, obviously, if you're living a sinful life, come on now, come on, we already know. But if, but if you're not living a sinful life, you're not seeing no miracles or no signs and no wonders or nothing like that. Guess what? Chances are you probably never got baptized in the Holy Ghost. You probably never did. Do you speak in tongues? You know, when I got when I got baptized in the Holy Ghost and I began speaking in tongues, this was in the 90s, right? I remember the church that I was attending, I had just technically gotten off of being homeless and this church kind of took me in, which actually is a cult. I know that now, but <laughs> right. The United Churches of Christ. I'm just saying in case you're in there, that is a cult. They tell you that you must belong. You must, must be a member of their church. If you're not a member of their particular church denomination, then you're going to hell. That is the only Christian denomination that, that Jesus will accept is the United Churches of Christ. That is a cult. But anyway, so I, I got baptized in the Holy Ghost at another church. You know, we say a black people church. Right? I got baptized at a Pentecostal church, right? Um, yeah, like right after my first, my first child was born. Um, but then after the fact, you know, I ended up being homeless. And then, you know, somebody that I was working with was a part of that church. And they brought me in. And put me up with these these radio DJs. So there's all these like famous radio DJs in Hawaii. They were all living in the same apartment, and I got to live in there with those guys. Right? It's just how God put me there. But I remember praying in tongues, and I was so happy because it was like the Bible came alive. So before I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, there's the Bible. I'm reading the Bible, and I would you know I'm I read what's on the pages, but 
And I tried to figure it out. But then after I got baptized in the Holy Spirit, started speaking in tongues, it's like the Bible just came alive. And then I understood why they say it's the living word of God. And I, I just started telling people. I went into the office one day. This is when I was selling insurance. And I was talking to this sister who was going to that church. And she was like, they used to call me Mike D. Mike D. Hey, Mike D. Like, what's going on today, Mike D? She was always like happy and smiling. She said, whoa, you sing really really happy, Mike D. What's going on? I said, it's, it's the Bible. It's, it's alive. Do you know that the Bible is alive? It's really alive. It talks to you. Right. And, and I started talking about being baptized in the Holy Spirit and praying in tongues. And she got scared, right? <laughs> she got scared. She went into the guy that ran that company, the insurance company, right? who actually was the one that got me connected through that church because he was in that church. So he brought me in his office, <laughs> shut the door and was like, hey, you know, how's it going? This and that. They called me Murdoch. He called me Murdoch at the time. Murdoch, you know, how, how's it going, Murdoch? And uh, I was like, good, good. Oh, yeah. Sister so-and-so said, you know, you were talking about, you know, the Holy Spirit and, you know, praying in tongues and this, that and the other. And I was like, yeah, it's really amazing. I started going on and on. He said, you know, I just want to let you know because I care about you, but that that's from the devil, right? Yeah, you know, people and praying in tongues and getting filled with the Holy Spirit, that stuff was just for the Old Testament. You know, that's that's not, that was for the Old Testament. And see, I hadn't seen the miracle yet of the Lord, you know, healing my child in the womb because she hadn't come up, she hadn't, she hadn't been uh, conceived yet. I hadn't seen the miracle of the Lord healing, you know, my, my ex-wife and my sister, Marika, of, of breast cancer. I hadn't seen the miracle yet of the Lord using me and Marika to pray for uh, this man, Vincent, who had been deaf since birth. And miraculously, he got his hearing back and five teenagers came out and dropped on the ground and gave their lives to Jesus Christ on the spot. I hadn't seen those things yet. And so, you know, when he said it was from the devil, I was like, oh, really? He's like, yeah, it's it's a trick from the devil. Like, don't Mike, don't Mike D, don't, you know, Murdoch, don't don't pray in tongues. It's it's the devil. He's tricking you. And I was like, wow, it seems so, so good and pure. And it's just a, it's so energizing when I'm doing it. He's like, I don't be deceived, Mike. I said, OK. And I, I had a lot of respect for the guy. So I'm like, okay, I went maybe like two days without praying in tongues, but I could feel it building, building, building up on the inside of me. And I was like, you know what? I'm letting it fly. I just started praying in tongues because I was like, there is no way this is from the devil. This is God, right? And so when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you start praying in tongues. It's the evidence of tongues, right? What will happen is it's like the other gifts have been activated. Boom. This, you just turn the power switch on, right? You just turned it on. So there was things in there just sitting there dormant until you get baptized in the Holy Ghost. When you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, power. That's why Jesus said, do not leave this city until you receive power from on high. That is the power. So when you read the book of Acts, A-C-T-S, that's what happened, right? So prior to that, right, they murdered, you know, Jesus was murdered. The church kind of disbanded. They went into hiding. They were scared. 
Oh, they murdered our leader. They were scared. They, they, they didn't want to get murdered, right? That's why you see when uh, Peter denied Jesus three times, right? He didn't want to get murdered. He was scared. They were scared. They went in hiding, right? But then after Jesus was resurrected from the dead and he told them, make sure you don't leave until you get this power. See, in the book of Acts, that's what happened. Jesus talked to them. He left. He went up into a cloud. And then a few days later, they had the Pentecost in the upper room. Holy Spirit came in there and they received power and they went out and then Peter started preaching. And, and many, many, many people got saved that day. But the book of Acts, that's what's called Acts, right? It's the acts of the apostle, them doing certain godly acts, right? In power of the Holy Spirit, the demonstration of power, right? That's what that book is about. That book is what every believer in Christ is supposed to be living right now. Those things never stop. Healings never stop. Prophecy never stop. Demons getting cast, booted out in the name of Jesus and sent back to the pit to burn. That never stopped. But people stopped believing. Why? Because the devil used religion to trick people. So they stopped believing it. Right. You get some watered down nonsense version of the gospel and, and people reading Bibles where certain uh, whole passages were taken. Uh, I believe I was reading something earlier and it said there's like 200 verses that have been omitted. These modern day publishers, you know, they're chopping up the word of God as they see fit to make it better. Right. But they're messing it up. They're omitting things that are very important. Right. But um, but anyway, so I digress. But listen. There is power available for you. Oh, wow. Maybe this message isn't going to be as long as I thought it was going to be. Because <laughs> I feel as though, well, it's over 40 minutes. So I guess it is kind of long. But listen, there is power available to you, brother, sister, right? I don't care how long you've been in the church. I know people that are much older than me that have, you know, they read the Bible, they pray and whatnot, but they don't pray in tongues. They ain't never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, and they believe that they probably believe. I didn't ask them, but they probably believe that they don't need to be. Or, you know, they just think it's some fad in the church, or they don't even know nothing about that, right? But you can get filled with the Holy Ghost at any time. It doesn't matter. You can be. There's kids that got filled with the Holy Spirit. Our kids were filled with the Holy Spirit, right? They be praying in tongues and singing spiritual songs about the Holy Spirit when they was like three or four or whatnot. I mean, hey, this is real, right? It's real. And so, again, some of y'all listening to this message already have been filled with Holy Spirit. You've been baptized in the Holy Spirit. You pray in tongues already. Okay, nice refresher for you. Go out, tell somebody else about it, okay? Um, but if you're not in that category. Guess what? You've been deceived. You've been bamboozled. You need to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You need to be praying in tongues. When you pray in tongues, the scripture says you're building yourself up in your most holy faith. It's like you're supercharging your spirit, man. When you are praying in tongues, it's one thing to get on your knees and say, my father, which art in heaven It's a whole nother thing to pray in tongues. See, the Bible says you're you're uttering mysteries. You 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 you're praying in tongues. Your brain does not 
Your brain doesn't understand what you're saying when you're praying in tongues. Unless Holy Spirit gives you a translation, you don't know what you're saying. Okay. But the most important thing is God does. Well, the devil doesn't know what you're saying. Okay. <laughs> and God does know what you're saying. So there's things that you, you may not even think to pray. It may not even cross your mind. Or if it does, you don't really know how to effectively communicate that. That is another reason why we have the tongues to pray in. Your father knows exactly what you're saying. Amen. Exactly what you're saying. Okay. And again, when you're praying in, we are encouraged in the Bible to pray in our most holy faith. Pray in tongues. Paul said, I, I pray, I wish to God that, that, that you would all pray in tongues, right? But they did, they weren't praying in tongues that much. And he said, I pray more than all of you, right? I pray in tongues more than all of you, right? This is Paul, the apostle. This is something that we are supposed to be doing now. The book of Acts is the book of now, right now, right now, right now, right now. And what's happening is upon the face of this earth, God Almighty, God the Father is pouring out Holy Spirit. There's a special dispensation of grace for you to perform maybe as an evangelist, as a preacher, as a teacher, as an apostle. There's grace for that. Ain't a get out of jail free card. Grace empowers you to do this particular thing that God has called you to do. You, you just can't be a minister on your own. God has to call you to be a minister. And then God gives you the specific grace. Come on now. God gives you the grace to do that. It's, it's right there in the book of Ephesians. He gives you the grace to do that. So again, our understanding, Christians understanding of grace is all jacked up because the devil tricked people. And he, he put that nonsense into the religion. So people think it's like some get out of get out of jail free card so they can keep sinning. But they're going to they've been deceived. And thus they walk around with no power. You need God's grace to do the things that he's called you to do. And you need his power to do it. And so right now, Holy Spirit is being poured out. A powerful wave, a powerful dispensation of pouring out of Holy Spirit upon the entire body of Christ. And this is why I said at the beginning of the message, right? If you're not already walking in this, you're going to see it because it is going to affect you. You're going to see other Christians doing it. And then before long, lo and behold, you too will be doing these things. This is the norm of the Christians. Okay. But since the church has basically been asleep, you know, you it's it's a rare thing to see somebody casting out demons. It's a rare thing to see a miracle. It, it, you know, I tell people about miracles. Well, I've never seen that. I seen. Well, you you're lucky. You see miracles. I'm not lucky. I seen miracles. I believe that it's supposed to happen because this is in the Bible. I have Holy Spirit. I'm bold enough to, to take God up on His word and do it. <laughs> do what He said to do. And when you do that, you will see it. But don't get it twisted. You need. Holy Ghost. Okay. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You need to pray in tongues. So again, we're coming to a close here. You want to walk in the fullness of Christ. It ain't just about you saying a prayer so that you can go to heaven because you're supposed to be working. You're a worker. Amen. You're a worker. <laughs> the Bible says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Why are the workers few? Have you ever thought about that? 
There's many people that have confessed the name of Christ. Yet the Bible says the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Think about that. The reason the workers are few is because there are few people, relatively speaking, compared, compared to all the, the vast numbers of human on this planet. There are few people that operate in the gifts and the power of the Holy Spirit. Few that are praying in tongues, few that are prophesying, few that are casting out demons, few that are performing miracles, very few. And so people are walking around and many people in the church walking around with evil spirits, right? Even though they've been sealed by the Holy Ghost, but guess what? People sinned in, in life or before they got saved, maybe after they got saved, they do certain things like doing yoga or certain types of meditation. If it ain't Christian meditation, it's from the devil. It's opening up the door, playing certain video games, right? Messing with a Ouija board, playing magic cards, playing Pokemon, stuff like that, which the devil has made it to seem like it's not a big deal, right? You have an immoral sex, you ain't married and you having sex, whether you're a heterosexual, whether you're a homosexual, guess what? You open the door to sin. You gave the devil permission to come into your life. You watching pornography, you gave the devil permission to come into your life. Certain types of music you listening to, they talking that gangster mess, talking about murder, talking about drugs, talking about sex. Guess what? You opened up the door to demons in your life. You like watching horror movies, do you? You open up the door to let the devil in your life. So you can be sealed with Holy Ghost, but when you do certain things, demons come in. They come in. They can't move out Holy Spirit. Okay? He's God Almighty. But he doesn't just flex and put them out. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, one, knows the word of God. You sinned. You didn't realize you sinned. You sinned and you open up the door. The devil actually has permission. Through your free will, you gave these demons permission to be in your life. You got hypnotized? Demons. Hello? You smoking drugs? Demons. Oh, you like hitting the bottle? Demons. You like gambling? Demons. Hello? It's they're coming through so many, so many doors. Okay? And so what happens is these things are just chilling inside you. They're just chilling. They're not residing where Holy Spirit is residing. He's in your spirit. They're probably in your soul or they're in your body, in your flesh somewhere. These are demons. They are there. In the body of Christ, people that love the Lord, these things are there, okay? And so you need somebody to come along with power and exercise those things. Not like the movie, The Exorcist, but yeah, but that that's a ridiculous thing, right? Where it, They're glorifying the devil and making it seem like they got so much power. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Listen. I always say the devil has one of the greatest PR machines in history. His, his uh, public relations team, right, is all about making him seem so much more powerful than he really is. Like he's almost a god. 
and that you should be absolutely terrified of him and his demonic horde because they have so much power. Now, don't get me wrong. They do have power and the devil does still have power. Amen. He does still retain power, not as much as he had before, but he's fallen, but he does have power. But if you are a believer in Christ and you have Holy Ghost, guess what? I'm, I'm going I'm to let y'all in on something. The devil is afraid. These demons are afraid. They are afraid, not of you per se. They're afraid of Jesus. So because you really walk with Jesus, you really have Holy Spirit inside of you. They are terrified. As long as you don't know that you have that power in you that Jesus talked about in Luke 10, 19, they're going to terrorize you. <laughs> they're going to be slapping you around all over the place. Why? Because you don't understand who you have on the inside of you. And you don't understand what power, tremendous, mighty power you have inside of you because you believe the lie. And see, they, how do they know you believe the lie? Because you ain't booting those jokers out. Because you're doing certain things in your life, certain practices that already lets them know, oh, this person doesn't know. They think they know, but they don't know. <laughs> Come in his life. Come in her life. We're going to wreck their lives. That's what they're doing. But when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, right? You get baptized with the Holy Ghost. Amen. You get cleaned. And if you've sinned after that, guess what? If you go to a revival, a real revival, where someone is walking in the power of the Holy Ghost, those demons, you will see. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to say this because I know this is the real deal, okay? Listen, and I only I only recommend a channel if I followed it and watched it and looked and saw like, no, this is, this is what's up. This person's gifts are accurate. Otherwise, I'm not going to tell you that. Because if you go in the wrong area, guess what? Your blood is on my hands. According unto the Lord. So I ain't going to tell you that stuff. There is a there is a, a a YouTube channel called The Supernatural Life. There's a pastor on it. His name is Daniel Adams. I think I mentioned him in one previous podcast, right? <clears throat> They're out of Florida. This man has the grace on his life for deliverance ministries, right? And he's, he's televising it. There are different ministers popping up all over the world now like i said holy spirit is being poured out in a special way and it's the good thing is that the revolution is being televised now because everyone's got a cell phone so it's one thing to read about it in the bible but you ain't see it and if you never seen miracles in your life well, well you ain't see it the bible said but you didn't see it you ain't never seen no demon cast out so therefore you are terrified oh my goodness a demon a demon but when you actually see what's going on yeah those demons they're real slick they're real cunning and they're hiding they're hiding they're hiding from jesus but they're also hiding because they don't want you to know that they're in there and they've been assigned to you to destroy you and wreck your life and then kill you just kill you jesus flat out said the thief come not but to kill, steal, and destroy. They want to steal your destiny. They want to wreck your life so that they destroy it. And destroying doesn't mean like you've been annihilated. To annihilate something is different from destroying something. If you annihilate something, you have removed it from existence. It ceases to exist. If you destroy something, you have greatly impaired that thing to the point that it can no longer be used for its original intent or purpose. So the devil comes to steal your hopes, your dreams, your destiny. 
He ruins your life. He ruins your relationship with God. He ruins your relationship with yourself and with other people, right? Ruins it. And to the point you are destroyed. You can't even do that thing you was, you've been destroyed. Still walking around alive, but you've been destroyed. Amen. And then the third step is what? He's going to kill you. Well, they're going to use you for a while to make spiritual babies. This is a real thing. These demons are no joke. They don't just want to kill you. You're an anointed child of God. They can use that anointing on you to create spiritual babies. In other words, more demons. It's real. It's a really nasty thing. But they don't really talk about that in church either. Um, but this is a real thing. Okay. So this is what's going on. <clears throat> Do not be deceived any longer. There is power available for you. <clears throat> oh, that's right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The supernatural life. Y'all go on YouTube and watch the supernatural life. I know that there are some other ministers that I've heard about. I'm not going to name their names. Um, I've heard that they're walking in this type of power too. And I've even seen him team up with one or two of these people. I haven't watched yet. But I know that that person there, Daniel, <laughs> he's the real deal. Just a normal guy. He wanted to be a cage fighter. The Lord told him, no, this is what I'm going to have you do, right? And he's just a normal guy, okay? Some guy from Florida, okay? Um, not some perfect guy. He always tells you that he's not perfect. Why did the Lord choose me? I don't know, but he did. And he's going out and doing these things. And you will see these demons manifesting in people, just the sweetest people, loving God. And all of these people, it's a revival. Coming to a close soon. It's a revival. So the majority of people at the revival, they're God's people. They're church folk that read the Bible and pray and sing to Jesus and really try and be good people. Okay. That's who these people are. They ain't out trying to sin against God and do evil stuff, but you know what? They pray certain prayers or whatnot, give their lives to Jesus, confess, repent the sins. And then Daniel starts praying, right? Every, every demonic presence in this place come up in Jesus name. And next, and he just says, wait for it, wait for it. And he says, there's the presence of the Holy Spirit. And next thing you know, people all over just start screaming. These demons start getting burned. They start screaming, right? And they're having conversations with these people while they're casting them out, right? Because the demons don't want to go. They're terrified. They're literally begging, please don't make me leave, right? I'm going to get tortured. See, when these demons fail, they go back to the pit. The devil tortures them. They failed in their assignment to destroy you. They get punished. So it's not just enough that they're in the pit and they're, they're in agony and burning. No, they're being punished. They're being tortured. So these demons, like I said, if you don't know who you have inside of you, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, who is God Almighty, he's there. He's waiting for you to invite him to flick the power switch on and activate those gifts. Amen. But if you don't know that the demons know you don't know and they're it's like the dog. You can see a dog that's not really mean, but if he starts chasing somebody and the person starts running away, eh, eh, the dog just kind of gets whipped into a frenzy. They start chasing you even more, right? That's how the demons are. They're like, yeah, we got him on the run now. We got him on the run. Keep slapping him around. Slap her around some more, right? This is fun stuff. But then once you understand, it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Ooh, Lord, I repent. 
Lord, fill me. Lord, use me with Holy Spirit. Please, please. See, then it's a whole different thing. And that's why I'm directing you guys. Please check out that YouTube. Now, and I know not everybody, some of y'all are going to be like, mm, I don't know about that. And you know what? You should be suspect because you have to test everything by the spirit. That's what we're called to do. But I have tested it. I've watched that. And like I said, I'm actually, so the training I'm doing right now, I'm training to be one of these forerunners, right? I'm being trained in deliverance. I, I knew that that was all my life. I knew it. And I knew that deliverance was coming to Hawaii, right? Revival. I just didn't know exactly how, but now I know how. So I'm training up for that. And actually November, I think it's November um, 5th and 6th. Yeah. They're going to be in San Diego, which is not too far from Hawaii. I'm getting on a plane. Yeah, I'm not even playing. I'm not playing because if there's things hiding out in me and it probably is just like there's probably things hiding out in you. Guess what? I'm going to get clean. I'm going to get those things out of me and they're going to get burned up and sent back to the pit. I'm not playing and I'm going to get re-anointed. I'm going to get anointed, y'all. And I'm going to hit the ground running for Jesus, right? <laughs> Doing my best to wreck and destroy the kingdom of Satan for the glory of God. Amen. And set the captives free. Set them free. And I encourage you to do the same. So like I said, please, y'all check that out. If for no other reason, not to follow Daniel, not to look, but I, I want you to see, I want you to see how demons hide in plain sight, in people, they're hiding. But once the light of God is shown on them and they realize that you can see them, oh, it gets real nasty real quick. They're screaming. Sometimes they're laughing. They're trying to, you know, do a, a bargain with you. Hey, if you let me stay in here, you know, I'll do this and that for you. It's like, we ain't bargaining with no demons. Out in the name of Jesus. Out. And this stuff is scary. People are going to be screaming. It's kind of scary, right? But the more you watch, the more you realize, well, this is just what they were talking about in the Bible. This is the New Testament. That's what was going on in the New Testament. So you may as well get used to it because that is the new norm. Right. Christians walk around casting out demons. That's what needs to happen. I heard the Lord say before through uh, uh, through uh, uh, Sister Courtney, that one prophet that I follow on TV and on YouTube. She said the Lord told her if there is wickedness in the streets, there will be deliverance in the streets. And she was also talking about this special dispensation that's being poured out. So just expect it and, and, and yearn for it. Pray about it. Right. Watch that so you guys see, so you'll stop being afraid of demons, okay? That's the main reason I'm telling you to watch this, because I don't want you to be afraid of demons. Don't believe their lies anymore. You are a child of God. You have Holy Spirit. The only thing you're lacking, you probably didn't get baptized in the Holy Spirit yet. You're not praying in tongues. You ain't walking in that power. But when you, after you get done watching these, you're going to understand. It's like, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I've been lied to. They're scared. They're scared of G. Oh, I can cast them out just like the Bible said. Wait a minute. Now it's a whole new game. Now it's game on. You, you feel me? Okay. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens in your lives, to hear about it. And man, I, I'm very excited. Very excited. Okay. Okay. Listen, that's it. I think I went over an hour now. Yep, an hour and three minutes. I told y'all in the beginning, it wasn't going to be a short one, but if you do this, woo, look out. Your life's about to totally change. And everybody that's around you in your circle, it, everything's about to shift. It's a, everything's about to shift.
God makes his servants, his ministers, pillars of flame, right? Our God is a consuming fire. You're about to be consumed by the fire of the Holy Ghost. I'm excited. Get ready. Okay, and on that matter, remember, I love y'all with the love of the Lord. Always submit yourself unto God first, right? Then resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's right. He's going to flee from y'all. He's going to be screaming and fleeing from y'all. Watch, watch. Okay, until next time, aloha and be blessed.